What did what wait, what happened? I just choked and died. <laughs> Is this your villain origin story? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh my back hurts so bad. Um <laughs> Well everybody, this week's Die in their pot is brought to you by possible sciatic nerve pain. <laughs> oh my god, this really hurts. Ow. Rub some dirt on it. Some dirt? Yeah, tough enough. Do up. I look like... <laughs> Listen. Be a man. <laughs> Shut up, I don't want to be a man. <laughs> Do I look like someone who rubs dirt on, some, on, on me? It's going to be in there. <laughs> Rub some dirt on it. Rope some dirt on it. Uh-huh. Get out there in the creek. Alright. If you ain't bleeding, you're alright. Uh, that is not true in the slightest. <laughs> that is factual information. <laughs> For who? <laughs> that is the law. I didn't make the rules here. Are you actively eating chocolate while we're recording? <laughs> no. <laughs> She's there. No. Absolutely not. Sure. Sure you are. Okay, everybody. Well, welcome back to another episode of You're Going to Die in There, an American Horror Story podcast. I am one of your hosts, the uh, In Pain, Taylor, having a little bit of a back problem, possible sciatic nerve pain. But we're, we're, we're here, we're queer, we're going to make it through. <laughs> um, and on the other end of this line of communication that I have opened, we have, as always, Haley Grace. Say hello, everybody, to Haley. Or, I, I'm, I'm really uh, struggling this week. <laughs> you just called me Haley, and I've never been more offended in my life. Did I? Really? <laughs> yeah, you said... Say hello to Haley. I think I've been to say your whole day. (laughs) She's got that southern double name. Did you got to say both names? Um, If if I did call you Haley, it was clearly an accident. I've probably never. I don't think I've ever called you Haley my entire life. (laughs) Made me uncomfortable, and you keep calling me it, and I'm just very uncomfortable. Hey, I Haley. can't work in these conditions. Um, <laughs> Please. <laughs> like, you're literally in your own house, in your own bed. Don't tell me you can't work in these conditions. I can't work under these conditions. Oh, please. Get over yourself. You get okay. over yourself. <laughs> My back hurts. I refuse to ever get over myself because if I'm not into me, whoever will be. Exactly. You're dumb. We've been new. Okay, everybody, so this week we are going to be diving into two very um, dense, let's say, episodes of American Horror Story Hotel. Episode 7, Flicker, and episode 8, The Ten Commandments Killer. In these two episodes, we um, get the long-awaited backstory of the countess um and in the next episode we reveal who the ten commandments killer is and we tie up some uh some loose ends there 
and really propel ourselves into the final episodes of the season. Um, so, yes, we are going to be discussing these amazing episodes. Flickr is very much a Lady Gaga-heavy episode. Um, Flickr is a great Nile Horrid. <laughs> I thought you were going to say Flickr. It's a great episode. I thought you were going to have like an actual opinion. It's fine. I hate you. It's um, just about One Direction. 20 years of One Direction coming soon. Um, how many years I'll has be it in been? my bed crying, sobbing the day oh. they get back together. When you're 85? No. <laughs> when I'm 30. <laughs> Oh, God. Flirty and fabulous. You shouldn't be flirting at all. You're married. Okay, well, if Harry Styles shows up at my door, Louis Tomlinson shows up at my door, I'll just have to owe Tyler Evans one. Yeah, lots of flirting there. I'll have to owe him one. (laughs) I'm sure you already owe him one. (laughs) No. Ew, gross. Um... Okay, so yes, uh, we're going to dive into these episodes, and we're going to do so starting right now because we have zero news in the American Horror Story world to talk about. Uh, we are, it, you know, it is dead as winter outside and in the news world for American Horror Story. We, there is nothing. It's very barren right now. So, whenever you are ready, Haley Grace, we will dive right into episode seven. Okay. So while doing some renovations on the hotel, two workmen find a sealed corridor. And Drakey boys like, break it open. Let's see what's behind the wall. And they break the seal and are attacked and killed by some spooky ghosts. Possibly. Two, we're going to call them two, uh... (laughs) That's terrible. Ever do that again? We're gonna call them two ghouls for right now. We've lost all of our audience and clicked off right now. (laughs) Oh, that was that was rough, Haley Chris. We do for that, okay? That was real rough. They sound like. I'm like, wow, this show is so scary. Ooh, scary. So scary. Ooh, scary ghosts. Yes, no, um, they're not ghosts, but we're going to call them two uh, ghouls. Because, spirits. yeah, spirit, spirity ghoul, ghouly ghosts, you spirit things. Yeah, we'll go with that. Anyway, um, John Lowe is taking a grippy sock vacation <laughs> from the hotel at the West Los Angeles Health Center. I need one. I need. I need that seven-day lockdown. I really do. <laughs> he went there after seeing the hospital's name on one of the Ten Commandment Killers case files. Lizzie Girl and Iris have some chit chats about the unsealed corridor oh they have this funny interaction where for i think for some reason iris tells elizabeth that will drake is getting his asshole bleached (laughs) (laughs) 
And Iris says that she couldn't pick her asshole out of a lineup. Does Mr. Drake know about this? Um, I don't think so. He's, um, he's in the middle of getting his anus waxed and bleached. I mean, is that a thing now? I mean, how would somebody even know their anus needs bleaching? I couldn't pick my butthole out of a lineup. <laughs> yeah, it's funny. So yeah, um, they talk about the little sealed off corridor that's now open, mm-hmm. letting all the spooky people out, and some chick named Marcy checks in and is killed in her room by the two spooky people. Mm-hmm. Also, when Iris and Elizabeth are looking at the unsealed door, this is like very obviously freaking Gaga out. And she's like, what the hell is this? Why did I not know about this? You could tell she's very caught off guard. And Iris is like, uh, I don't think I've ever seen you look like this. So Gaga's serving some acting in this scene. Yeah. She's very concerned for her well-being. Very, very concerned. Oh, yeah. Okay. And then Marcy. What? Marcy from season one. She checks in and is now a permanent resident of the hotel. She gone. Bye-bye. She unalived. Bye. Unalived. Moving on. We have a nice little flashback to 1925. Lizzie girl is going goo-goo-ga-ga over Rudolph Valentino. While being an extra on one of his movie sets, he invites her to dinner and his wife, Natasha? Mm-hmm. Natasha. Rambova? Natasha Rambova. Interrupt. She interrupts them and they're like, <laughs> that was just an act, honey. That, that's called acting. Talking about their divorce. Oh, yes. Yes. And they convince Lizzie to join them for a party. Sure, we'll call it that. They basically want to be a thruple. (laughs) Um, And this is actually an instance of American Horror Story using real life and kind of like twisting it to what they want it to be because Rudolf Valentino and his wife Natasha Rambova were very much real people. And um, he they did quote unquote uh, get a divorce in real life, so this is the American Horror Story way of explaining that. Yeah. Uh, the hotel Cortez opens, and James March has a party. Um. While there, Lizzie girl uh, learns of Valentina's death. And tries to unalive herself by jumping out of a window, but is saved by March. So after his death, Lizzie continues to visit Valentino's tomb. Um, She marries James March because she knows she's going to be very pampered. Mm-hmm. Um, but she does not love him. She only wants his money. Listen, she did what everyone should do. Marry for money. Love can't pay the bills, honey. Yeah, well, um, approximately one day after she married him, she encounters Valentino and Natasha. Yeah, they uh, see Gaga at his tomb, and 
they note how she's always there because clearly she felt something for him. And they're like, surprise, bitch. Bet you thought you'd seen the last of us. Uh, Valentina tells her a story about during his press tour for the son of Sheik. He met a movie. F.W. Moranu. The director yeah. of Nosferatu. Mm-hmm. We're weaving that Hollywood in there right now. Mm-hmm. And he's like, you could be immortal, but you gotta die publicly. Mm-hmm. And um, Valentino and Natasha change Lizzie and March is um, observing, observing from afar. Yes. So Valentino actually died after this press tour in real life so i personally i think this is one of the best like weaving in a real um, like real history into the show and like making it its own thing um because i really just take the actual facts and just give it a different backstory which is just it's just really well done and um yeah it it, kind of gives a little bit of history as to where the quote-unquote blood virus came from apparently the director for nasaratu he like in encountered these like wild uh feral people i think Uh uh-uh no no no, (laughs) it's somewhere in europe no (laughs) in europe yeah and they like turned him and they had like this big giant like orgy or something and then he's like i'm gonna direct nosferatu anyone want my like does anyone want to be a vampire and so yeah he quote unquote kills valentino so that he can be immortal so yes that's uh that's that's definitely what you missed on glee Hmm. They're, listen, they're kind of feral. Kinda feral. Well, they, well, like in the show, they look kind of feral. Like they're all like naked and running around. That. Well, they kind of act kind of feral. They're vampires. Call they're them feral vampires. vampires. They're feral vampires. That's worse. Honestly, yeah, that's kind of terrifying. Honestly, I'm gonna have nightmares tonight. No, you won't. Ten out of ten will. Have you actually had nightmares about the feral people? Feral people. Yes. Did you really? Yes. I thought thought you were like about it. I thought you were like joking. No, I had a real, a real, very vivid nightmare about the feral people after watching that. So you're saying that it worked? (laughs) So I'm saying that I'm scared of feral people. Okay. Well, thank you for that. You're welcome. So, John is taking a little stroll in his grippy socks. (laughs) And he is getting close to the criminally insane ward. And um, here's a security guard talking about a killer that's inside. Later, he overtakes the guard and breaks into the restricted room. 153 finding a young woman named Wren. She tells him that she helped the Ten Commandments killer during the murders, and John tells her that it was not her fault. Um, in 1986, her dad abandoned her in front of the Hotel Cortez, and Lizzie turned her. She says that if John finds a way to get her out, she's going to take him to the killer. Dun, dun, dun. 
So back at the hotel, it's revealed that Valentino and Natasha are the spooky people who were trapped. And <laughs> they have a good old fashioned married people argument while they're recovering from being locked up. Very that. Good old fashioned. Is that a train? Um, Is there, why are there trains? We're in the rich part of town. I don't hear a train. I heard a train. It's fine. I was just, didn't know. I've never heard a train. I don't think you here. heard a train. I think you're imagining things. Am I hearing things now? You are. You're hearing things. <laughs> okay, well, if it, if it picks up on insane. the mic later, I'm going to tell you. No, you're crazy. Well, this you're is honestly insane. very true. Me gaslighting you. <laughs> That's not gaslighting because it's actually true. I'm mentally ill. And I'm <laughs> or are you? Or do you just Honey, think that because I just told you that? I am very mentally ill, okay? You don't need to tell me things I already know about myself. No, there's literally not a train track near here. The closest one is downtown. Okay, that must have been that then, because that's what I heard. I heard a train, like, beep, beep, Though, we are rolling into the, we are rolling in. Like, that's what I heard. You're not going to hear the one from downtown this far away. I don't believe you. Okay. <laughs> Whatever. So I actually had to cut this next part, because it, for some reason, took a very raunchy turn that neither one of us planned on. Um, so I just decided to skip over that. And segue you back to the story that you actually came to listen to. Um, so now this finds us with the Countess and James Patrick March um, having dinner together. Who has agreed to dine with him at least once a month. Yeah, she's like, I don't love you, but I will eat with you once a month because you're technically probably still... He probably still is keeping her like financially afloat, if we're going to be all honest here. So she's like, sure, I'll eat with you once a month, <laughs> but don't touch me. <laughs> While at dinner, she tells him that she's going to marry Drake. And is like, I'm in love with him. And he's like, yeah, sure you are. Marge is like, <laughs> you don't love nobody but your own self. Ate her up. And then, and, and then he goes on to why. reveal, yeah, then he goes on to reveal some very, Be uh, quiet. <laughs> <laughs> and that's why he locked up Valentino and Natasha in the hallway. Payback. <laughs> yeah. So after they regain their strength, Valentino and Natasha are like deuces. Yep. From the hotel. So they're gone for now. For now. And at the hospital, um, Ren and John are escaping. And she asks him if he intends to kill the killer. And he's like, what you think? <laughs> and she's like, I like you. And then she runs into traffic and <laughs> is hit, hit by a truck. truck. That's what you should always do to men. I like you. And then you, you run out into traffic. I've been hit by a car before. <laughs> <laughs> Shut up. She, y'all, she acts like she was Taylor, ran over. Friends, get, hit, get, get hit by a car. I should have let that car hit me. I could have got some money. I mean, 
didn't you like tap on the back of it? Is it like uh, oh, you're about to hit me? Crap out of that car! Yeah. I was like, bruh, and other people were yelling. It was great. Ten out of ten time. Definitely Everyone recommend. should uh, get almost run over by a car in the crosswalk of a university. Yeah, definitely recommend that. So, yeah, um, that is episode seven, Flicker. Um, a lot of backstory here for Gaga, how she got the virus. Um, Valent- we, we, we introduced Valentino and Natasha, and um, Valentino is actually played by Mr. Finn Wintrock himself, making this his second character of the season, um, which it f- I will not lie when I like the first time I watched this season, I like didn't grasp the connection. But in episode two, when she's like meeting Tristan, she notes that he reminds her of someone and it's basically because he looks like Valentino. So it was teased very early in the season, um, but this is his official introduction. And so, yeah, he was killed off playing Tristan last episode and introduces a new character this episode and um, actually, I think he looks very much like the real Rudolph Valentino. So this was very good casting because I, I if if you look at pictures of Finn Wittrock and Rudolph and compare the two, he should honestly probably play him in a biopic because it's, a, it's some really good casting. Probably some of the best on American Horror Story, actually, as far as con- comparing real people to their fictional counterparts. Um, so yeah, we, we, we have our introduction of where the blood virus came from, um, John's still running around trying to figure out everything about the Ten Commandments killer, which leads us to episode eight, the Ten Commandments killer, where we find out who that is. Detective John Lowe recalls seeing Wren in a glass coffin in the Hotel Cortez, and returns there and demands to know the truth from Liz Taylor. Yeah. Sally takes him up to room 64 to find the answers. Yes, this is uh, this is Answers, the episode. So everything about the Ten Commandments killer is revealed. So let's yeah. reveal it. So in room 64, behind the armoire... In a secret room, John finds preserved body parts from all of the victims of the Ten Commandments killer. Sally convinces John that he is the new Ten Commandments killer, following in the footsteps of James March. John then goes to the hospital and meets Han. He confesses to being the Ten Ten Commandments killer and has regained his memories it's actually a really creepy conversation he has with with han because at the very beginning of it you don't really think that's what he's going to do they kind of start out like they're just trying to discuss the case and han's like bro like we we had to get rid of you we can't really talk about it and then he's like haha but we can because i am the ten commandments killer it's very dramatic so back in 2010 he had his first visit to the cortez Donovan had taken him to March's dinner party with Elizabeth. And March was so blown away by John that he's like, y'all can leave. I want to spend some time with this dude and get to know him a little better. Imagine sending Lady Gaga away. Could not be me. (laughs) I'm done with you. Bye. I'm done with you and your bad romance. 
goodbye. Um, so once John hit the sack, aka passed out, went to sleep, blah blah. Um, <laughs> March <laughs> talked to Lizzie about all the potential that John had to be his protege. And she agreed to abduct Holden in art in order for John to be able to prepare for his destiny with March. It is a very convoluted plan. <laughs> it's all I'm over the place. Take your child. Well, I think he's just trying so to give him a reason. A yeah, like I think he's just trying to give him a reason to keep coming back to the hotel. Yeah. So in the aftermath of Holden's disappearance. He visits the hotel frequently to meet with March and um, have relations with Sally. Mm-hmm. Hmm? So during one of the visits, March shows John his trophy room. And... um to satiate his hunger for injustice. What does that mean? <laughs> to like show, I don't know. Google let's it. Look, let's look it up. Sake, satiate. Sat, wait, how do you spell that? S A T I A T E, satiate. Satiate. Past tense, satiate. Um, past. Pr- he folded up his newspaper. He curious his curiosity. What? Okay. Anyway, um, to show <laughs> his hunger for injustice, March suggests a good target for John, Martin Gamboa, who checked in and took advantage of a ten-year-old boy and left behind Polaroids of the activities. Ugh. John visits Gamboa and beats the crap out of him with the Oscar statue before trying to unalive himself. Yeah. This, it was the same Oscar statue that was sent to him at the uh, police office. Yeah. March saves him and gets onto Sally for failing to do so. He's like, girl, um, you had one job. Keep him satisfied and coming back. Yeah, so Sally and March help John cope with his murder. And March shows him the legacy of the Ten Commandments killer. And he's like, I want you to continue on with my works. Um, John appoints himself as the lead investigator of the case with no knowledge that he is actually the killer. The irony. Sally provides the next target for John, an adulterous couple who has checked into the Cortez. Um, March also explains to him that the Cortez cannot be a link to any of the crimes. So John set them up to stage their murder elsewhere. Han drapes a sheet over Ren's corpse, unwilling to believe that his partner is the killer. John says that Han is wrong and stabs him with an autopsy tool <laughs> with um, saying, don't covet your neighbor's wife. Yeah, he'd been given uh, eyes to Alex. 
They've been having an inappropriate they have relationship. They've been lusting after lusting. one another. Lusting. So he's like, huh, don't look at my woman. Period, Good bitch. Day. So going back to the hotel, John has an encounter with Iris and tells her that he remembers everything. And she's like, oh, good. <laughs> she's like, oh, my God, thank God. Thank, <laughs> thank you. It was about time. Because um, she was very conflicted that he would never and always had the urge to tell him it all. They were playing and a long game with this one. He's like, give me the key to room 64. And he goes inside and he and Mark <laughs> plays Hans <laughs> bits in the trophy case. Yep, he uh, decides to cut off his male genitalia as a trophy. And there we go. Our Ten Commandments killer has been revealed, and I'm these episodes were jam-packed. What do you think about the reveal of the Ten Commandments killer, Haley Grace? Did you want it to be someone else? Did you think it was him? I am so shocked. Shut up. Oh my gosh, this is unbelievable. What is the TikTok sound? Oh, oh my gosh, I not believe it. I, what are you talking about? I've never you seen don't know this that TikTok. sound. No. Hold on. I am shocked. Can you find it for us? Yeah. Oh my God. I cannot believe it. That is shocking and devastating. I can't believe it. Oh my God. Very you. Oh my God. I can't believe it. Mm. That is both shocking and disturbing. I can't believe it. Very you. Uh, so, yeah, I mean, I remember watching this, and I wouldn't say I was, quote-unquote, shocked that it was him, but I would say that it was it was a good reveal. Because, if you really think about it, it really couldn't have been anyone else but him, because half of everyone he's dealing with are ghosts in the hotel, or vampires that are not like that's not something that the, that the countess is doing like I, you know what i mean like i just don't see her being like let me go and kill these people for no good reason you know what i mean like it's just not really making any sense so when you really look that back on it vacay really helped him realize he he was he was he had a lot of revelations a lot of revelations in the in the loony bin um so yeah i, I think it's a good reveal also here's a fun story connecting to american horror story I was in Nashville the night this premiered, and I met season one, the love of my life, Miss Connie Britton. Nobody cares. That night. Nobody Shut cares. Up. Shut Nobody up. I met cares. her that night and then went back to my hotel and watched this episode. So it has You're a very trash. special place in my heart. You know what? Shut up. Can I have a moment, please? Absolutely not. Listen, we can't all say we've met Taylor Swift, okay? Some of us have to be content with who we have met. Uh, I met Taylor Swift. Back when no one knew who she was. <laughs> oh no, I met teardrops on my guitar. Everyone knew who she was. Is that when you met her? Okay, well, cool. 
Huh. Alrighty. So there we go. Those are episodes seven and eight of Hotel. We've got, what, uh, four episodes left. Those four episodes, ball to the wall, balls to the wall, sorry, because everything's been revealed. So we're just, we are just, we are cooking with some oil now. We are cooking with some gas. Things are happening. With some avocado oil. Shut up. It's healthy. I don't eat healthy healthy things. I'm having, I'm literally like losing ability to talk. And that's why you should eat healthy. Thank you for that. I appreciate your help. <laughs> okay. And my hand is in the bag of Hershey Kiss. <laughs> yeah, like, who are you to be telling me anything? But let's not go there. What's that um, sound? It's you. It, you know, I'll, I'll tell you what the Hershey sound is. Bag. The sound is you eating Hershey Kisses, and we don't have a sponsorship with them, so we should not be giving them the platform on this podcast. <laughs> Chocolate eating we like chocolate. chocolate. Do you like chocolate? We love all kinds of chocolate. Eat Hershey's Kisses. Oh my kisses. god, I cannot believe it. Very that, very that. Okay, so let's move on to our final categories. Uh, well, actually, our only categories of the week. Um, so we are going to move on to Elsa's Cabinet of Curiosities. My monsters, the ones you call depraved... They are the beautiful, heroic ones. They offer their oddity to the world. They provide a laugh or a fright to people in need of entertainment. And in these episodes, we do have some um, some guest stars of note. We have Miss Alexandra Daddario. I can never say her Didario. name. Daddario. I love Didario her. She's as, so pretty. She's very pretty. As Natasha Rambova. Um, yes and then of course mr finn Wetrock also returns playing about valentino and then also we get um christine estabrook as marcy coming back now she is a part of the hotel cortez permanently um and then of course we have the f- uh, final appearance of richard t jones as detective han who you know gets his junk cut off because that's fun uh, that's pretty much it for our guest stars. And a- Alexandra does return the next couple episodes as Natasha and um, she and Gaga have some very fun scenes that I cannot wait to discuss. Um, so, yeah, those are our guest stars. And now we're going to move right along to our final category. And this person's flushing toilet. the toilet upstairs. Yes, with this person's <laughs> toilet decides to stop flushing. And that category is Taking the Briarcliff jukebox. <laughs> <laughs> the, the Briarcliff jukebox. Pack a camel. No, Gerard, it's not a cigarette machine. It's a great big music box. And for our maiden number, I would like to dedicate this one to our newest resident. Patient number G2573, Miss Judy Martin. Enjoy. I hate you. So, Explosive diarrheas. Girl, speak it and it shall happen. Do not speak that. It's about existence. You know things happen. I think about it. I gotta go. Well, welcome to being old. <laughs> 
<laughs> so. <laughs> I hate you. So that in was these just episodes, the courtesy flush. That was a that was a let me just get the smell out of here flush. I'm gonna Sorry, do the I best I can. Kind of choke it down first. You gotta shut up. Spray the poopery. Uh, not the poopery. So in these episodes, we have some Italian songs that I cannot pronounce that I'm not gonna try to pronounce because it's not gonna sound good. But it's the uh, music that is played in Flickr, um, primarily with the Rudolph Valentino scenes when they're dancing with Gaga um, in their humble abode. We also have Lullaby by The Cure, fantastic song. Isn't It Romantic by Chet Baker. Circles by The Soft Moon. Uh, and then we get to Ten Commandments Killer. We have uh, Love Cliche, the Nicodemus remix by Solstice, and The New Call of the Freaks. By Lewis Russell, fantastic songs. Um, I the one thing I really like about American Horror Story, and I've probably said this before, but here we are again, is a lot of the instrumental songs are scores from you know either like famous dramas, famous horror movies. So it's a which you find a lot in this season as well. So it's a real good um, repurposing of these songs, and for a lot of people. It might be the first time that they've ever heard it, and they really might associate it with American Horror Story. So I think it's um, it just shows that when you use the music right in these kind of scenes, in this kind of show, that it really can make quite the impact. So there we go. Um, I want to talk a little bit more about Flickr, because it got a lot of The album by Niall Horan. Yeah, that it critical acclaim right there. It did. It got critical acclaim because this was probably like the such biggest a great episode. Album. Shut the hell up! Oh my god. Because <laughs> Gaga was really putting in the acting work here, and um, it got she a lot of off your game now, didn't I? A little bit, a little bit. Um, so because now all you can um, think about is Niall. God. Anyways, it's a great episode. I, I can't talk any more about this because I'm off my kilter now. And I like to think this is the episode that won Lady Gaga her first Golden Globe. Do I know that for sure? Absolutely not. But yeah, so there's that. Um, Alrighty. So that is all we got for this week. I can't take any more between my sciatica and Haley Grace wishing death upon me, I'm sure. That was rude. I would never... He's like, there was a delay there. <laughs> yeah, because my mic was muted for a second. Because <laughs> I'm okay. over here breathing heavy. You are breathing like, like you are uh-huh. at running a marathon. Running a marathon. You are on the end. You, you, this you you are at the end of the marathon, and this is like the last breaths before you collapse. Like that's what this sounds like. <laughs> that's how I go down. How I go down. I'm again. Okay. Ow. Me sitting on my sciatica currently. Okay. Scratch so, my head too hard. It hurts. This has gone off the rails. We're, so we're going to leave you here, guys. This is going to be the end of this episode now. See you next where, time. <laughs> where can everyone find you? Greg? Nowhere, because I'm still not on social media. <laughs> 
She really is. Every week I'm like, tell us, tell us where we, we, where we can find you. And she's like, not on social media. Which is actually great. Like, honestly, I thought about deleting my Facebook just to be dramatic. I'll be back on Saturday. Why? Because that's when I can get on again. Is that your day that you get on social media? Saturday? Yeah. Saturday, 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 Saturday night's alright. Wow, Elton John should have asked me to be his backup singer. I, well, I clearly he was afraid you were going to steal his thunder after that one. Um, okay, well, don't go find her on social media, but you can come find me. <laughs> I'm on Twitter at Taylor, D-H-E-R-T-Y, and on Instagram at Taylor, D-H-E-R-T-Y, 93, the year I was born. Old. Old. I'm feeling it this week, guys. We are You're cool. so old. Oh my god, next year I turn 30. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm feeling it. Um, You're old. I'm shut up, young. you're not that far behind me. You need to shut up. Uh, I'm okay. young and beautiful. Kailana Del Rey. <laughs> okay. And then you can also find this show on social media, on Twitter and Instagram, at Die in Their Pod. Please say something nice about our podcast. Um, give us a nice rating. We're clearly putting in the work here every week, giving you quality content. So we please make us feel good about it, because right now we clearly don't. Off our filters. <laughs> Off our rocker. Alrighty, so that is all that we have for you this week. We will see you next time. Okay. (laughs) We will see you next time. Goodbye.